0: welcome to the crazy ike fan podcast i'm your host Teddy. no matter where you are thanks for making this part of your day thanks for taking a listen follow me on social media at crazy ike fan on instagram and on x crazy ike fan facebook page what's up i do this around the world how's everyone doing out there i hope everyone's having a great day having a great week let's get to a lot to talk about since our last episode i'm gonna try to do my best to uh Just give an overview of all these matches. Now, There's been a lot of football since the last time I I was able to record a podcast, so try to get through it as fast as possible. There's always a chance, no matter how good of notes I take, that sometimes I either forget to talk about something or I forgot to jot it down or put it in my notes. Hopefully it's not anything too big, but I've noticed through re-listening to the podcast after recording that sometimes I might miss things here or there. I apologize ahead of times. It is what it is. Uh so let's get to it. Let's get started. A lot to talk about today. Let me get some formalities out of the way, guys. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. Leave a review if you can. I love the fact the show is growing. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Galomina Seolos Cortez. Happy month to everybody. The uh, happy holidays. To those that celebrate this month. And let's get to it. So I'm going to try not to let myself get out of hand here. You know, sometimes when I record these podcasts, things run together. When you have a team, whether it's good or bad things, obviously, they everything shows up in every match. Now, every match is different. Every competition is different. But the way the team plays certain aspects of the game are going to be the same. So I'm going to try to talk about each game individually without either getting ahead of myself or having to backtrack as best as I can to get through talking about these matches. So I go to Yanana, a place where they lost last year and we're able to pick up the one nil victory. Not much to say about this match. Uh, actually, before I get to that, <laughs> speaking of backtracking, let's talk about some news and notes. Garcia was out with injury with an abdominal injury. It seems like he's going to be back. Hopefully they said he might get some starting minutes this weekend in the match against Panatolikos in Agriño. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully he'll be match foot fit by Ajax. But we've talked about this before on the podcast that if a player doesn't have Rizmo doesn't have match fitness under their belt doesn't have a few matches under their belt. Uh, it, it would don't get me wrong, it would be very good to see Garcia back out on the pitch, especially against IX and I'll talk about iX when we get there uh, but I wouldn't expect him to be the Garcia we're hopefully going to see in the future, and hopefully knock on wood he can keep he can he can, he can uh, keep himself healthy um, He started practicing again this week. Collins also started practicing again this week. Johnson is really close they're hoping to hopefully if he by the end of this week is able to to practice that he'll be ready to go especially against Ajax Uh, fingers crossed there another thing that I forgot to talk about in the last podcast guys and I think it was the day that the the museum was actually open the museum of refugee the refugee museum opened up it's a museum dedicated to the past struggles of Hellenism and the Greeks of Asia Minor. Uh, very important stuff going on. Hope to visit it one day. Uh, that's, you know, that's part of Disaicto Megalio is is where this team comes from. A uh, very proud moment for most Greeks to keep that memory of, of that part of Greece alive. Um, so let's get into the football action now. Like I said, I got the win in Yanina with a Steven Zuber goal. I played very well in the first half, and this should have been a game where I should have had it all done and dusted. They should have at least had one, two more goals uh, by halftime and really have put this thing away. Just listening to the statistics, I mean, looking at the statistics: twenty-two shots, seven on target, but they did have their best start to a match as far as it didn't take as many goal, as many opportunities. So Ike is averaging about a goal every seven to eight opportunities. This time they were able to get a goal with, uh, I think the the fourth opportunity of the match or something like that. Memory serves me correctly. Um, Zuber played well, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint why Zuber has been playing striker. Yes, he can play that position, but Hard to say why Almeida is choosing Zuber over Ponce. It it really, you know, you wonder why. I don't know if he's not seeing the things he wants to see out of Ponce in training. Or maybe Ponce is dealing with some type of nagging injury. But uh, Zuber's kind of getting the job done. Um, But it'd be nice to finally get a a striker that, that heats up and plays well for Ike. Yanana, for me, played pretty decent in this match. They were able to counter pretty well against Ike. Ike were lucky right after they scored the goal. Um, Yanana had a great counter where uh, Pavlidis hit the crossbar. And then, of course, you know, as the match went on, your anxiety kind of went up more and more because you're thinking, okay, the match is at 1-0. Anything could happen. Any moment, you could have a Kifisha-type moment where Yanana is able to steal a point, a desperate Yanana team at the bottom of the table, or at the bottom half of the table is struggling to to get points, you know. I mean, but at the end of the day, Ike were able to hold off and get a 1-0 victory. Like I said, not much really to say here. The first half, Ike played great. Should have been up by more. Second half, a little more. It was more lukewarm. Very, um, um not much into it in the second half not very many uh opportunities for for either side um so let's move on quickly because we have a lot more to talk about ike brighton brighton in to ike i guess Sofia for this uh europa league match and take the one nil victory again with a penalty i'll get to that in a minute um let me talk about the match and then I'll, I'll kind of give my thoughts as we go, or kind of give my thoughts after I talk about things that happened in the match. First, Brighton opened up with a great opportunity with Ferguson, and it honestly, it was like a double opportunity. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh gosh, are we in for a long day? Is this how the defense is going to play? Um, but then Ike just stormed. I mean, the first 10, 15 minutes, I would say both teams were trying to find their footing trying to find themselves. Ike had a couple of good half chances. Um, and then I just lit it up, man. Ike had most of the possession in the first half. A great half of football. Probably one of the best halves of football I've seen Ike play this season. Very, very uh, sad that they were, not, they were not at least able to get a goal in the first half, especially when Steven Zuber hit the crossbar and they had that kind of double opportunity where Steven Zuber actually hit the post it was just it was just a centimeter. If that ball had gone a centimeter, it would have been in. And then the ball bounces up. And uh, Gatsinovic is able to get his head on it. But it's kind of one of those plays where it kind of ping-ponged. And Gatsinovic really wasn't able to get, like, a clear head on it. It was more like, oh, crap, the ball's coming towards me. So he kind of hits it without realizing that he's hitting it in the wide-open net. And uh, it was frustrating that it didn't go in. Um, i 've just created great opportunities in this match a phenomenal phenomenal game for Ike um, They really should have led at the at the half. It was nil nil at the half, so at the half you 're kind of feeling well. The second half started under my breath watching the game, I was watching it by myself. I said, well, at least we didn 't allow another penalty.' Five minutes later, literally, I'm smacking myself upside the head. Why did I even have to have that thought? Because, of course, Ike Simonski commits a penalty on Jao Pedro. One thing about this Ike team that's starting to become a little bit of a question mark is with the team pushing up so much, you're leaving yourself just open at the back a little bit, but you're also not just leaving yourself open at the back. You're, 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 the other team's getting opportunities where they're one-on-one against defenders instead of being able to get help. Obviously, Pedro pedros a very fast player compared to Simonski. Got by Simonski. Look, the penalty, it was a penalty, but it was a very VAR penalty for me. That's why the referee didn't call it live. He had to go back to the monitor and look at it and call the penalty. I was hoping that I were going to get away with one. It's just frustrating that this team has played so well, and I think we broke some kind of record. We have committed six penalties in the group stage of this competition so far, and and it's sad. It really is um, that the game was given away on that penalty and that that was the deciding factor of the game because I deserved a lot more from this match. I know this is going to be kind of... Not about it, about guess, go this. I've seen a lot of Ike I've watched a lot of Ike through the years Especially late 90s Early 2000s when we played in Europe But I have to say that This Ike team The way they've performed in this group Even though the results don't show it And even though the points don't show it It has probably been One of the most entertaining Ike teams I've ever seen play in a group not just entertaining football, but some of the best football I've ever seen the night team play. Um, after this match, I thought to myself, as disappointing as it was to go down 1-0 and then to think of waiting to see what the result was going to be with Marseille and Ajax to see exactly what, what you were going to need in that final game against Ajax. And hopefully that Marseille could get the victory or at least get uh, get a tie. Um, you know, with an Ajax win, things would have gotten very difficult for Ike having to go to Amsterdam and actually win. Now, I can play for two results in Amsterdam. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you know, some of the best football I've ever seen this club play in Europe and some of the best football overall. And you're just you're disappointed at the result. But at the same time, you were like, wow, what did I just witness? Like you were. And um a lot of the reporters and a lot of the fans talked about this after the game where they applauded the team. They were happy with the football, the team, obviously a percentage of the fan base. And I put myself in, the, in this group like the first few moments after this game. I was utterly gutted and disappointed because we had played so well. We at least deserved a point in this match. And I feel like that's been the theme of this group in Europe. I really feel that. The only time I were clearly, clearly outplayed for a long period of time was that second half right after Stankovic got that red card in Marseille. Besides that, I feel like I have not been outplayed in this group. They have gone toe-to-toe with every team in every match and have been in every match in this group. The results just haven't come. The, the ball just doesn't want to go in. Unlucky breaks, what, what have you, have cost this team. Um, just like, you know, even later on in the match when Gatsinovich got that second yellow card and was ejected with a red, which was, it, it was a little bit of a boneheaded play. But some players, they just play hard. Like, I don't put that 100% on him. It was just a mistake. It was a play where, and you'll see them go the other way sometimes, where you know if the play goes your way and you're able to get to the ball, it was a great play, great, great tackle, he could have been had a breakaway one on one against the keeper if the top, if he had actually been able to get all ball and able to get to get the ball. But you also know it's a play where if it doesn't go your way or you take that risk, that something catastrophic can come away from it. Like you see this happen a lot with defenders where they'll go for the ball and they won't time it right. You don't time that tackle right and take out the person's legs. And you could get uh, you could get a penalty called. You could you know get a straight red or or yellow card. This was kind of a similar play where if you if you succeed, it's a successful play, and if you fail, you fail epically, and that's basically what happened. But again. The team comes back and they played even better. They put so much pressure on Brighton. Now, Brighton did have a few breakaway opportunities where, in all honesty, they should have been able to put the game away. Uh, phenomenal. I mean, this was for me, it was because of the player that it was against, because of your timing had to be perfect. Again, just like the play we just talked about with the naked eye when this play happened on TV. I thought to myself, I was like, "Damn, we just gave away another penalty." When Ferguson was able to get one on one against Stankovic, and you know, when you saw it on TV, you didn't see Stankovic get the ball. You thought he got he just got Ferguson's legs, and you're like, "Crap, this is another penalty right now, possibly another red card." Where Stankovic, phenomenal save, phenomenal save. It it uh, kept Ike in the in the match. Um, unfortunately for Stankovic. He got injured, so he's gonna be out till after. He's gonna be out for about a month. Um that's I'll talk about that in a minute when we finish this discussion up and start discussing against the the match coming up against Ajax. You know, the Pineda shot that goes wide just all oh, he needs that little bit of luck. But this team played so well. I mean, you look at they're in the top half or in the top five, depending on whether you look at Y-Scout, foot mob, um, sofa score, they're in the top half of this competition as far as exit goals and opportunities created. I think Y-Scout has them second behind Liverpool with opportunities created uh in the entire competition. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, you just have to... Like we've been talking about the past few weeks on this podcast, like they need to be more clinical in front of goal. It's just highly un- unlucky. I, you know, was kind of nervous the other day when I was sitting down to watch Adi's Ike because I thought to myself, I was like, damn, I really should have recorded another podcast. I was going to try my best to record the night of Ike Brighton to kind of Get that full emotion out of me to kind of talk about it like right away uh, was not able to get around to it, honestly. And I thought to myself, I hope this isn't a disaster with I because I didn't want it to take away from my feelings with how proud I was that this team played. Uh, I felt like Mukudi and Vida, they're really clicking. They're playing on another level right now. Mukudi was Ike's MVP. I feel like in that match against Brighton the way he was able to push the line up and the way not just being able to keep the line up and play great defensively, but the way he was able to kind of distribute the ball his passing Afterwards his passing after he would get the ball to really push the ball forward for Ike was he, one of his best games in Ike uniform Again, Evita was stellar. The defense was stellar. I mean uh you know we've played brighton twice now and they have not scored in open play ferguson or jao pedro have not been able to score they've all all of brighton's goals against ike in this competition were from the spot uh which is mind blowing to really think about mandalos i know some people i know listen there's some players out there that just rub you the wrong way and i get other fans not just ike fans that Mondalus rubs the wrong way. He rubs me the wrong way sometimes because in the, in the terrible years before Almeida, he just kind of had this nonchalant, like I don't give a crap attitude. Like he was supposed to be the captain of the team. You know, when I think of captains, I think of, I think of Totti. I think of uh, just people that just fire you up. I think about, you know, um, just players that are just you could you could see them they're field generals man that's what your captain needs to be someone that just simonsky i mean who, who the hell wants to go against simonsky you know what i mean um just players like that man the the metsabukan freaking me, balakia. Me, me, you know what i mean with with uh with with Cajones. that's what you think about and he just was not he was not that type of player he was in like captain because of his seniority which is which is fine it's a good thing and sometimes some people can be great locker room guys some people can be great captains without showing it there's just something about the guy that rubs people the wrong way now all that being said I feel like he's played well in the past few games for Ike I feel like he played well against Brighton some people say he kind of played okay I I can see that I know he rubs other like I like I said not just Ike fans. I talk to my friends that are Panathinaikos fans, Bok fans. He just rubs people the wrong way. Um, but he's played well. He's. Uh, do I think Ike have better solutions? Yeah, but you know an amazing thing about this roster that that um, Almeida has constructed, even down to the goalkeeper. You know, I'm I'm upset that Stankovic is injured. I'm upset that he's not going to play in this in this. Uh, These next few fixtures, you know, even from the Adis match to especially against Ajax, that we're not going to have him in Europe for that do or die game against Ajax. Sure, obviously, 100%, you know, but to be able to bring in Anaficiades, who's just maybe like a click below Stankovic right now, who, listen, Anaficiades, for what it's worth, we won the double with this guy as goalkeeper last season, you know, I just feel like, the presence of Stankovic, the—he's just a better player. But my point to all this is, Almeida has constructed a—a a team that, even your your secondary players, even if you're dealing with injuries, are just as good, if not just a click below. the The starters on this team right now. So that's. Um, that's credit to him and his staff for being able to do that. And credit to this team. Um, so Mandalos played well. Now let's talk about what's coming up in this competition with Ajax. A do or die game. This is going to be difficult. Uh, but yes, I've heard that Ajax have, are playing well under Venship. And they're improving. And they're very talented. We saw this in Nea Philadelphia in Gosh darn it, Janssen! Why could you not put that ball in the back of the net? This wouldn't even be a a, a discussion right now. This would we'd be we'd be qualifying at least for the Europa Conference League. But it's gonna be a a very interesting, tough match. Now, one thing that I do have going for them is I think all the pressure is gonna be on Ajax, on these young kids from Ajax, where. You've had a crap season in the league. You've had a crap season in Europe. This is one way to salvage Europe to get into that next competition where if you start rolling, if you start playing well, Ajax could win the, the, the Europa Conference League, obviously. So pressure's going to be on Ajax and Ajax has to win. I thank goodness for that mind-blowing crazy game that uh, was Marseille and Ajax last week. The 4-3, <laughs> that was, uh, I sat down and watched that game. Oh, holy smoke, that was a crazy game. Ajax have to win, which means Ajax are going to push from the first minute to the, I need to be clinical with the counters. I need to be clinical in front of goal. Um, you know, I just hope I gets what they deserve out of this game. I hope we're able to win or tie. Ike deserves to be in the Europa Conference League they at least advanced to be third and that's a monumental achievement considering what we thought this was going to be like when we saw this group draw back a few months ago um so it'll it'll be a very intense very uh very special game I think up there in Amsterdam um but I think Ike can get a result, definitely, as long as the game doesn't get out of hand, as long as we don't go in there and make defensive blunders, which Ike have improved on, all right? These are three straight matches against Ghana, Brighton, yes. Brighton, yes, we had a boneheaded penalty. Brighton scored from the spot and Addis, where except for that one penalty giveaway... Ike have kept the clean sheet, and that's good to see out of a defense that looked very, very shaky over the last, you know, month or so. It looked, it looked like Mukudi and Vida were both kind of falling out of form and whatnot. But again, the biggest thing for Ike is the one thing that's missing this season. We need to be clinical in front of goal. We need to put the ball away. Uh, For me, I think this game comes down to whoever scores first is going to have a big upper hand as to what's going to happen in the rest of the match. Because I think if I concede first and they need to push up, I think Ajax are so fast on the counter and so fast as we saw them in Philadelphia on the wings that they could give like a lot of trouble at the back and really put this game out of hand. Now, uh, you know, this is an made a team that's experienced. We have experienced players. I just feel that Ike's going to have a good showing in this match. Now, whether they're able to come away with something, I don't know. That's very hard to predict because I've said that before. I said it before, the Marseille match in Athens, where I felt like Ike were going to, they were going to do something in that match, and they ended up losing 2-0. Um, so all hands in the air. I'm going to go in this very Carlos. It's going to be hard to see Ike bow out of Europe if they wind up losing because they've played so damn well and they deserve so much more than to come out at that stage. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you get where your results are. Um, One thing I didn't talk about earlier before I move on was the Steven Zuber goal in the Yanina match. I just see this note here. That goal was phenomenal. It wasn't so much that it was a nice goal. It was the way Ike were able to push the ball on the counter, uh, Great crisp passing. Um, not to take it back, I said I wouldn't do that, but at least that's my first one now for today. Until I forget to talk about something else. So let's move on to the game from just a couple of days ago. Ike Adis. This was a game that I had circled and said to myself, uh, "This was going to be a tough one." And it, I mean, it was a it was a decently hard victory for Ike. It was a hard-fought victory. I mean, Adis are always tough. Especially now that they're back under Akis Manzios. He's got them playing good football and they were coming in flying high, confident after beating league leaders, league leaders, Panathanaikos last week 2-0. And this was the game that scared me, especially after the letdown of Brighton. Um, take it back to Brighton for a second. Almeida had some uh, awesome things to say as well as Brighton's coach to mention, you know, paraphrasing here some of their comments. Um, Brian's coach said that Ike were played phenomenal. They were on the back heels most of the game. Um, you know, I've even had Brian fans on on X that uh, DM me, and some of my friends that live in England that said, you know, they they were very impressed with the way Ike played. Almeida said that, you know, this is this is all coming together. We haven't seen this team play their best football. That he's very proud of the way the team played, and let's hope that's the case. And and listen, I've kind of turned a corner here. I you know a month ago I didn't say this on the podcast, but for me the worry had had been over the past month that maybe I have kind of plateaued a little bit. You know we're not getting the results, and I understand it's kind of harsh to say because people might look at it. You know you can look at it glass half full. I was more of a half empty guy about a month ago, I thought to myself, I was like, this team's kind of plateaued. Um, where are the goals going to come from? Are we going to start getting results to where we can get our confidence back? Like what is going on? Maybe the players are getting tired of this, this Ameda system. Uh, I was, I was getting a little worried there. I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it being in December and you're one point behind Panathinaikos in the league and you're still alive for the moment being in Europe, I mean, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Do I think that if some results win Ike, Ike's way, could they be, you know, three or four points ahead up on Ethan in the league and kind of have a little bit of a cushion? Yeah, but let's look at the way Ike play against the best competition that they've played. They always play good against uh, the best competition. For me... A lot of other people think this way too, that I've heard all, all over the Greek media. The championship is going to be decided in, uh, in the playoffs. I mean, that's, I think anyone can kind of see that. And I have the best record and have gotten the most points, 10 points in, in derbies up against the top, the other top four clubs in Greece right now. They've taken 10 points. Their only blemish is against, uh, that one, uh, tie against Lybiakos. We were able to beat Pauk, Adis and Panathinaikos. So. And they they play well against these teams. It's not just the fact that they beat them. They they play very well, very good football against these teams. And then, of course, that Libiacos Derby was kind of very early on in the season. Um, but let's get back to Ike Addis. So Addis, like I said, we're fly- we're coming in flying and high. They played well in this game, too. I liked their strategy of kind of getting behind Ike's defense. But and I think a lot of other teams are gonna take notes note from this the way to play Almeida is to also press Ike high. If you let Ike play their game and play back, um, it's kind of hard. It, uh, you know, you you want to disrupt Ike's rhythm. You want to, um, you want to uh, uh, make this defense make mistakes, you know, similar to how Ike played. And I, and I think that's what, Madzios was trying to do and also hit on the counter they had a couple of very good counter attacks I liked the way the right back or no it would be the yeah it would be the right back for for um very speedy guy he gave Ike trouble he gave Ike trouble and he gave Hadisafi trouble I think Muhammad if I'm not mistaken was unavailable for this match because I was kind of like okay why he's doing whatever he wants to Muhammad he's gotten away from him if he had been a little bit more clinical, especially in that one play where he got you know one-on-one against Anafaciades and was able to get a better shot off, it could have caused a lot of trouble for Ike. Or the one play where he got away from Gacino, Gacinovic and crossed the ball into the box, but no one was there to get on the end of it, could have caused a major problem for Ike. Uh, the one good thing is that I think his name is Moreno, the um, the uh, striker for Addis, who had been very had a very good game against Panathinaikos and who had been playing very well the past few matches. I think I kind of took him out of the game and he, you hardly heard his name called yesterday. Defensively, Ike had a great defensive plan. And, um, you know, you'll, right now, the way the position that Ike is in, you'll take a goal wherever you can get it. You'll take a goal from Vida, from Vida, who, b- him and Mokodi have a knack for placing themselves in the box very beautifully. And Vida especially, this is why Vida has scored so many goals this season, is not only that he places himself very well inside the box, but he, he doesn't just make sure that he connects with the ball. He makes sure he sends the ball somewhere. He tries to pick a spot to send the ball, to try to guess you know, where the wide open spot in the goal is going to be. That's why he's able to score so much and so lucky to have this this kind of experienced player on this team. He, I mean, he impresses me more and more. Um, uh, Zini was able to come back and play after a long stretch. Uh, I think he he was injured for a while. Good to see him back, and and it's if if he can get some game four, maybe we can see him do some things this season. Overall, it was just a very. um, very good team effort for Ike. Very, like, you You just wanted to see the ball get in the back of the net. And, um, Cuesta had a phenomenal game for Adis. And at the end of the day, you just want to pick up the three points in this match. Against a tough, scrappy Adis team. Adis team that's getting better and better. And this was a highly entertaining at, at some points match where the ball was going up and down. Um... Luckily for Ike, Anifesiadis didn't have to work much. Like I said, Adis had a couple of good opportunities that they were not able to capitalize on. Um, You know, obviously, similar to how I said in the Yanana match, when a game is 1-0, you're still anxious about that final whistle to finally come. That way uh, the game could be over. Uh, So very, very good stuff for Ike in the league. Um, This weekend we have Panatolikos, who is... Finding some form as of late. I don't think this is going to be as easy as the game as we think, even though it's against a team that's close to the bottom of the table. Very tough game for Ike coming up in Agarino. Hopefully, there'll be some Ike presence in Agarino. But again, we don't know what's going on in the Greek Super League. A, I've heard rumors that the Greek referees might go on strike, so that might postpone this weekend's mat- match day. <laughs> you know, welcome to Greek football, if you don't know. Uh B... Because of everything that happened in Volos over the weekend, we don't know if there's gonna, they're gonna allow that, uh, you know, normally Ike has a pretty good crowd at Agriño. There's a pretty good supporters group in Agriño. We don't know if, if that's gonna be the case, if there's gonna be able to be supporters there. We're gonna have to wait and find out. So a lot of what ifs going on with this weekend. Um. Let's really quickly before I let you guys go talk a little bit about basketball. I've tried to catch more basketball games. The basketball team is really starting to find their groove, really starting to find their form. I caught a little bit of the. uh, (coughs) Excuse me here. I caught a little bit of the Ike Prometheus. Did not get, unfortunately, did not get to watch any of the BCL matches. That's the competition I'm going to talk about very briefly. Tillman was the MVP. The Ike guard was the MVP of the month. Ike are number one in the BCL power rankings, have qualified for the next round, or five for five, have qualified for the round of 16, and are looking in very, very good shape. Yes, they did have a bad game against Prometheus. They had a bad game against Bauk, the game before. Not in the way that they won, but they had a 36-point turnaround. They were losing by 16 at one point. And turned it around and ended up beating Pauk by 20. Before that, they played Panathinaikos, which they only lost to it by four. And and it was kind of like a giveaway match at the very end. So this team's starting to find their good. Plaza has been playing great basketball uh, from what I hear. Like I said, I've tried to catch a match here and there. Yesterday, they blew out Siena, I think it was, from from Italy. Um, So very good stuff. The basketball team... Starting to find their groove. Uh very good stuff here. Guys, um, most likely I'll probably be back sorry, got a little tongue-twisted there. I'll probably be back to talk more Ike after the IX match. Um, simply because games are just coming way too fast. I was just, you know, I my wife was just asking me what I'm getting ready to do, and I said, Well, I'm working on some notes and stuff to record a podcast, and um you no, know, I was talking to her and I said, it just feels like by the time I turn around and I can actually find time to record a podcast, it's like over the weekend, by the time I found time to record a podcast, it was Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, you know, by the time people listen to this, it'll be Sunday. We're playing again on Monday. Like, what's the point of recording a podcast? Why not just watch the games and, and talk about them all together? So maybe, uh, you know, it just depends. I'll record whenever I can. Guys, thanks so much again for listening to the podcast. Please rate the show. Love hearing from you guys. Message me. Get at me at some point on social media. forza Have a great week and I'll see you guys next week.